minefields. Transmission is coming to you. My name is Joshua Michael. I got my best friend Colin over there, and we hey. got Mr. Vic Devine in Vegas on the line right now, running hot. What's going on, brother? Yo, what's up? Vic Devine. Vic Devine. Fucking pumped to have you on the phone again, man. It's uh, always a pleasure. We know this other guy you were talking about, but uh, you, uh, you're, you're, you're something a little bit special, man. But there was something you were talking about before we started recording. Uh, you were at a local uh, indie show yesterday, right? I was um, in Vegas. I mean, first of all, Vegas has become such a hot spot for wrestling. And uh, honestly, when I moved here in 2007, um, I I came here uh, to kind of uh, transition away from from wrestling. I was kind of uh, it was when I was down at OVW from 2005 to 2007. Um, things weren't going the way that I had hoped there. And uh, a friend of mine told me he lived out here and he was just like originally from. So I came out here. I said, you know, I'm going to start over, whatever. And there really wasn't much wrestling going on here. And now you fast forward a few years and it's like, man, there's there's a lot going on here with wrestling. And uh, so I was um, at the FSW show last night at Sam's Town which is a casino and these casino shows are a lot different from your, you know, local, uh, uh, school show or, uh, you know, tiny little, uh, um, hole in the wall. I mean, uh, you know, it, it had, um, great production. I mean, just like the lighting and the music and the video screens with the, you know, entrance videos, um, not to mention the, the talent, you know, um, FSW is like, uh, they really started out, I mean, I remember when they started out, and it's just uh, they are one of the premier uh, wrestling promotions, um, not just in Vegas, but I think anywhere. I mean, if you if you just see some of the uh, the shows that they've put on lately, um, they bring in guys from California and from Arizona, and they have uh, you know big name guys, uh, you know former WWE guys. Um, uh, it's just like. It's if you get a chance to check out FSW, Future Stars of Wrestling, um, it's really uh, worth checking out. And if you're looking to get into the wrestling business, uh, the FSW school is uh, right here in Vegas. And uh, they got some of the best teachers there. Uh, just to name a few, uh, you have Sim Bodie, who used to go under uh, Kazarni in WWE. D'Lo uh, nice. Brown, Jake the oh, Snake D-Lo. Roberts. Yeah. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts is actually um, FSW and Snake Pit. Uh, Snake Pit was a <laughs> is a wrestling school that uh, that Jake the Snake Roberts um, is uh, you know the owner of, and they kind of him and Simbody are very close, and they kind of like came together, and they're um, they're 
doing the training at the FSW school. So it's almost like FSW and Snake Pit um, kind of came together and uh, they're producing some great talent because the teachers down there, I mean, like I said, uh, Sid Bode is like one of the, I mean, you want to talk about, he's a crazy character when you see him, uh, you know, doing his thing. But uh, shit, man, that guy's got a mind for, for wrestling, just unbelievable. And his students are really uh, showing that in, in their work. Um, but uh, some of the other names that, that come down there to, to help train and they do seminars, you know, Kenny King, Disco Inferno. Oh, like Love I Inferno. Said, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers here in Vegas, you know, that I didn't even know that are, you know, that live here. Um, is it a retirement yeah. hotspot or is it like a, uh, it's just a really good central location. There's an airport hub. What's the Great compulsion? Question. I don't know. It, it's not a good uh, uh, central location, I don't think. I mean, like Louisville was. Sure, was, yeah. Oh. Um, now, uh, we're, we're extremely excited to talk to you, but I got to just interrupt uh, you for a second. The fact that you're this podcast uh, is going to be about you and you wanted to start it out talking about other people and how good they are, that is what it's all about, brother. And that, that this, is, this is making it even exponentially better now because that, 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 that proves to me who you are as a wrestler and as a friend that you don't like, yeah, we're about you right now. We're going to talk about Vic divine, but kick ass like way to put other people over brother. Thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not actively wrestling anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I, even when I was, man, I wasn't ever trying to like bury anybody or, or take credit away from anybody. Um, I, I mean, the talent today, wrestling has changed so much that when I see people in the ring doing what they do and they're so athletic and they're doing like just amazing stuff that I'm like, holy shit, like just really innovative stuff that you would have never seen before. Um, and um, just to give myself a, a quick, uh, you know, shameless plug here, I'm actually uh, doing some uh, mentoring. I started up uh, what I call the Vic Divine uh, uh, Mentorship Program that I'm just starting out. Like I just made some business, got, got some business cards made up and I'm trying to uh, get it going with the uh, students at the FSW school that it's basically, uh, it's not, um, it's not to help them with their wrestling because they're getting great training already. My thing is, and my thing that I was always uh, strong at was my, my character and my promos and awesome. my look. Yeah. So my mentorship is all about, okay, you know, you want to, you want to look the part of a wrestler. You have a hard time putting on muscle. I could teach you because I've done that. And I have a, a huge background in, uh, in fitness, nutrition, supplements, you know what I mean? And, uh, I want to take that and, and, and help, you know, guys that just, you know, are struggling with having the athletic look, um, you know, giving my opinion on, on their characters or their, their ring gear, or basically it's just like being a tutor and a mentor for everything that they, that they could possibly learn that isn't, um, already being taught in the school, you know? That's fascinating. I, that's one of the things I always wonder. I mean, like Joshua and I have definitely gone and looked at some sites for ring gear and then I see these it's it's particular to character after a certain fashion because they're building an image around that look and it, you know you know you, you got I don't know for instance like Finn Balor you know what he wears and then yeah. Seth Rollins coming out all the time in something different you know that's that's expensive mm -hmm. 
it's difficult for people but like for anybody who is starting out what's the first thing you would tell them about ring gear like knee pads spats you know what kind of trunks what do you what do you think what's your what's the most basic concept there well you know uh, to me it, it really depends i mean they should definitely get um real wrestling gear you know what mm -hmm. i mean invest in your mm -hmm. invest in your career invest in yourself invest in the character that you want to portray and you know if if you say well i don't have the money and then you go out and you buy video games or you go and you know, <laughs> you, know you pay for the pay-per-view to watch guys do their thing instead Bring of like home. being one of those guys then you know it's yeah. like invest in yourself man I, I put shit on credit cards man i still have a pair of uh, wrestling boots that i got custom made that cost six hundred dollars jesus that's not bad you know? man I've, I've danced with goth chicks that have uh, more expensive boots than that <laughs> yeah but yeah but even though the boots were more expensive the girls were very very cheaper like stay away from goth chicks <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen some of them, man. Don't get me wrong. I like some of them goth chicks, man. Oh, dude, no, no, no we are talking to the right an, guys about that. It's, it's, <laughs> an, it's an addiction. I'm 37 years old, and it's like, I'm not saying goth chicks are cheap. What I'm saying is is that uh, I need to fucking stay away from them. <laughs> and, I, and I still, to this day, have not learned my lesson. One walked past me or talked to me, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh, uh, where do you want me to put my mouth? And that's fine. <laughs> Hey man, we uh, all have our, uh, our our weaknesses or our uh, you know fetishes or whatever you want to call it. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast. Well, <laughs> no, right? I know, but let's uh, let's 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 uh, let's talk about you, man. Uh, yeah. Vic, uh, let's talk about when did you first find wrestling? How old were you? Um, I I was eleven, I believe. Um, and the story with that was. Uh, I mean, much like everybody else's story. And it usually always starts around the same age. You know, you notice everybody like 10, 11, 12, because I think that that's an age where your 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 mind is just starting to kind of like realize what it is that you like and dislike. You know what I mean? Um, as far as, uh, you know, what entertains you or interests you, whatever. Um, and by my memory of it was that uh, my dad... Uh, somehow got a copy of the first WrestleMania. Nice. Um, and I don't know the I don't know where he got it, but he was a cop, and I don't know if he confiscated a, a bootleg copy or whatever the case. But I know that it was, uh, you know, it was on a VHS tape, and uh, and there was never any. I didn't have a great relationship with my dad, so there was never any like talk about wrestling, or and I never watched it. I never saw it. But uh, he was watching WrestleMania, which I later on found that found out what it was. I didn't know it was WrestleMania because I had never watched or seen wrestling. Right. So I just happened to be in the room, and uh, and I and it was Hulk Hogan actually that it caught my attention. Just seeing this like huge dude and seeing the uh, the crowd reaction. That's kind of like what really uh, what what got me is the seeing like this uh, arena full of, uh, of fans going absolutely crazy uh, for Hulk Hogan's entrance. You're talking and, about huh. the, uh, you're talking about Hulk Hogan with Mr. T versus Piper and uh, who else was a Piper? Uh, was it Paul Mr. Orndorf? Wonderful? Yeah. It was, it was Orndorff and dumbass Paul uh, uh, Cowboy uh, Bob Orton. Fucking right. <laughs> he was in the, yeah, he was in the corner and then you had Superfly Jimmy Snook in the corner of uh, Hogan and uh, Mr. T. Um, but it was it was definitely like Hulk Hogan that um, 
you know, just seeing somebody that big and it was like a, like a, like a superhero, you know what I mean? And yeah. at 11 years old, you see this guy and his arms are like bigger than my whole body. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. But, you know, I've never seen nothing like that before. So, and then seeing the crowd go nuts, there was something about that. That I remember. It was like, I, I saw this crowd going crazy and heard them erupt. And I went, yeah, I need to be famous. You know? <laughs> and, um, yep. And then, so, so that's that's how it started. So I actually ended up, you know, uh, started out as a Hulkamaniac, and then I had the, you know, the posters on the wall. The next thing you know, you know, I had the the, uh, the LJ, was it the LJN uh, action figures? You know, the rubber yep. action figures you're, and you're, all that stuff. You're exactly correct. They're the same company that made the Thundercats. Totally. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like hooked on everything wrestling and everything Hulk Hogan until. You know, maybe it was like uh, now I started to find out like where I could watch wrestling, and there was like Saturday mornings. You know what I mean? Because I really never saw wrestling before that. Now all of a sudden I'm like, you know, oh shoot, you know, this WWF thing, uh, you know, is on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. And you know, I just started to like uh, find out when it was on, and then I started to notice that there was magazines, and you know, but I never noticed any of this before. Now all of a sudden I'm noticing everything. And uh, it was, like, not too long after um, the whole, like, Hulkamania uh, phase, you know, then I, then I noticed Macho Man. And, uh, and that's when it really became uh, interesting. And anybody who knows me might know that I'm kind of a huge Macho Man fan. Yeah, so, it's, a, a, uh, not, it's kind of so sure. uh, written on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> what what was it about positive. Macho Man that compelled you? <laughs> oh, my God, man. What, I mean... And it, at that time, it wasn't even the, uh, you know, the, the crazy uh, costumes that, that he later on had with the uh, the fringes mm-hmm. and everything. It was it was basic, really. I mean, the robes were, you know, the, uh, the standout thing in his uh, in his ring gear. But, you know, it's funny because if you notice, he had these like amazing robes and a matching headband. Yeah. But his wrestling gear was wrestling gear, man. It was just your basic... Uh, you know, trunks, trunks, boots. you know what I mean? I mean, it was the 80s, so it was, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really had flashy stuff the way that they do now. But it wasn't about that, man. It was like about his uh, that that character, that voice and the like. And he was a big dude. And you know what I mean? It was like uh, after seeing Hogan, all of a sudden it was like I, I liked the guys that were like big, you know, muscular guys. Right. Um, Why not? At, yeah, as opposed to you know, like just the, the the bigger guys that were not as as busted. You know, I I I just um, I just thought it was like superheroish. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was the eighties. It was the eighties, man. You you, you, yeah. you compare you compare our action heroes right now, Keanu Reeves, Jason Statham, uh-huh. um, uh, Idris Elba, compared to like our Stallone, the, the, the Stallone Schwarzenegger, yeah. Van Damme, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, like the, the 80s was about you better be a badass and you better be big and you better have the chick with the biggest titties. And that's what it <laughs> that's that's what it was about. And I'm not trying to be crass or nothing like that, but that's what yeah, it was that's about. What it was. Yeah, what are you going to do? Huh? Yeah. What now, uh, did you get in any trouble? Like, did you run around with any other kids in the neighborhood or something? And did you guys try any wrestling stuff back then? Anything that did anybody get injured? Uh, no, you know what? Like I, um, I, I was a huge fan, but I never, 
I never, um, I mean, back then, I don't know if there was such a thing as backyard wrestling, like what happened, you know, like in the 90s or so, you know, everybody was, or in the early 2000s, everybody was backyard wrestling and getting mm -hmm. hurt and crippling their, their sister, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, I never got into, like, attempting the wrestling part of it, but, like, growing up, I swear, man, it was like, I, I was more hooked on, because I didn't know good wrestling from bad wrestling, obviously, as a kid, you know what I mean? But... Mm -hmm. My thing was like the costumes and the characters, and so like as a kid, That's I was awesome. I wasn't out there like you know, hurting my friends or letting them hurt me doing wrestling moves. I was like cutting up T-shirts and making you know costumes like uh, you know, like uh, like the Rockers would have their shirts you know with the fringes, and of course like Macho Man and like uh, Hogan. Everybody was cutting up their T-shirts, and you know Hogan had like the three slits in the back and mm -hmm. the sleeves cut off and. So I was doing that with like a lot of my uh, a lot of my shirts, and then uh, you know uh, then I'd start buying the merchandise and the, the bandanas, and I'd had the uh, you know like the orange and purple Macho Man bandana and the yellow and red Hulkamania you know Hulkamania bandana. Those were like uh, those were authentic products then. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Too, yeah, okay, and they're cool. So yeah, like man, there was no. Uh, you were Go doing ahead. this. Was there any stigma attached to it? I remember being a kid, and Good it was question. like in the fifth grade, getting up in front of the whole school, and they had this whole do doofy thing where they're like, "Better know a fifth grader" or some crap. And I was like, "Yeah, this guy, this guy likes this. He likes this type of music, and he likes outer space toys." And then getting nailed for it, like fifteen hours later or something, by some kids after school, and I was like, "Oh man, my stuff that I like isn't cool." And it was like. It was a problem for me. Was it, was wrestling that way to a lot of people where you were growing up? No, not at all. Awesome. Um, you know, but like I didn't I didn't go out in public like wearing, you know, these cut up shirts and stuff like that. It was kind of just like my I don't know, like my fun little hobby, uh, you know, um, trying to emulate these characters, but not emulate their their wrestling and, you know, whatever. And and yeah, and, cool. you know, and, and because of uh, because of the the characters that I like and stuff like that, I got into uh, working out and bodybuilding. I would have never, you know, got the look that I that you know that I ha that I still have today. You know, I still have people tell me that I look like a wrestler, which is uh, you know <laughs> one of the greatest compliments. You know that I I love when people say that. Um, but I was a skinny you, little kid. Were you a high school wrestler? Did you uh, do actual Greco Roman? No, and I wish that I did. And and the wrestling coach at my high school, he knew that I loved wrestling, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, I think everybody in my high school knew that I loved wrestling just because, like, um, I I talked about it a lot, you know. And um, and I think I might have, you know, in my junior high days, I probably wore some of the 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 merchandise, but not the like the cut up stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but just like you know. Um, you know, some some T-shirt here or there. You know what I mean, and just you sure. know, people just kind of get to know what you like. And um, and I started working out in the weight room uh, in my. I think it was even just when I was in junior to, high. Just about to ask you that. Yeah. Um, what was it like when you got your first pump on? Um, all I could do, all I could think about was like, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing in in a, in a weight room, but I just knew that I wanted to look like these wrestlers. You know. I just wanted to. My dog's probably going to start barking in a minute because he hears kids screaming outside. It's <laughs> all right, Jack yeah, and KJ have apologize. not chimed in yet. <laughs> yeah, they have not chimed in yet. Yeah, we've got two right, there he goes. Okay. Hey, buddy, I'm on a podcast, bro. 
One of my favorite podcast moments, by the way, uh, to just put it in perspective, like don't even worry about it, was when uh, Stone Cold first interviewed uh, Kevin Owens back in mm. 2016. Uh, yeah, it was 16. And he's like, I'm so excited to talk to you. Do you remember ever talking to me? Like, you changed my life. And he's like, you hear some dogs barking in the background. He's like, oh, those are my dogs. I've had them in the back room for like an hour just sitting in front of my computer waiting for your phone call. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he was just marking out, man. And it was it was so <laughs> fucking – it was so rad. And, and, and just the, the, the impact that wrestling has on people. Um, I had a meeting uh, yesterday with uh, a couple of the local guys, and I was waiting for something very particular – and he said it within the first three, four minutes of our conversation. He's like, Jesus Christ, dude, I don't know what the fuck I would what, what I would have done if I hadn't found wrestling. I was lost. I'm like, yeah. I was waiting. I was I was waiting for you to say that. Like what? That wrestling saved my life. Yes. Yes, I was. Because if you don't say that as a wrestling fan, when you meet like you, you you're in you're in public, you're in a wrestling shirt and you, or, or even like a like a, a heavy metal shirt heavy metal shirt like and you bump it in with a guy that's got the same shirt or a similar shirt oh, and all totally. of a sudden you, you just made another best friend and you just start talking to this person with complete no holds barred but when it comes to wrestling the true fans will always tell you it saved me and yeah. you said you said that the first time we first talked and uh I, I don't know. I, I guess that wasn't really a question. Just no, I mean, something it out. is. It is. I see it. I mean, like, if that's the case, what was it that it? What What did it do for you? I mean, you say you, you mentioned that your your relationship with your dad wasn't so hot. How did your mom take all of this? What did it turn oh. into for you? What did wrestling turn into for you? <laughs> well, that's funny because, um, uh, like, it, it didn't really. Uh, it didn't it didn't improve my, my relationship with my dad. Um, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I just, you know, I was rebellious, whatever like that. I just didn't have a great, um, relationship with my dad. And you would think that that would kind of like bond us or something like that, that like now I found this, this new, uh, this new love. And, uh, and I didn't know he was a wrestling fan. Cause I mean, it never, never came up. I'd never seen him watch it or whatever. Um, turns out that he was kind of, you know, a big wrestling fan, so, um, but then it would, you know, it, we never talked about it. I just started to watch wrestling and love wrestling. And, um, and then I actually remember like being pretty pissed off that, you know, when I discovered Saturday night's main event and it was on at 1130 at night and I'm, you know, however old now, you know, 13, 14 and, uh, and, uh, you know, my dad wouldn't let me stay up and watch it. I didn't have my own room with my own TV and the whole thing. You know, I shared a room with my two brothers and there was no TV in there. The TV was out in the, uh, out in the living room and, um, and he wouldn't let me watch it. And, and the, the, the fucked up thing is, is that sometimes, you know, because he was still a wrestling fan, some of a bitch would watch it and tell me that I couldn't stay up. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah. That would, that would piss me off. Catching yeah. my dad watching Beavis and Butthead when he, explicitly forbade it for me yeah. really pissed me off <laughs> and it's like it wasn't that he didn't want me to watch wrestling it was like you know it's past your bedtime because you know it's 11 30 at night and the show is just starting it was taking the place of saturday night's uh, saturday night live yeah uh, that's uh, a yeah, yeah. That, once that's, a month i'm glad you brought that up uh, for a lot of people that don't know this that are listening 
Dick Ebersol was taking over uh, Saturday Night Live at that time uh, after Lorne Michaels took like that like four or three year sabbatical. And Ebersol was friends with Vince McMahon. And that's how that happened. Every time it wasn't a new SNL, they did uh, Saturday Night uh, Live. Uh, I'm sorry, Saturday Night Heat. Which was where Saturday we got main event, man. Main event, main, main event. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> main event, and uh, that's when uh, Hogan went out and Miss 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 Elizabeth went out and grabbed Hogan, and and that's when the superpowers happened. And mega powers, it, come on, man. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fuck it up. Damn it. Mega powers. Um, it's like you know this whole backstory, but you're getting all the names of the shit wrong. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so the rules, rules of the rules of the playground. Um, it was that relationship with Ebersol that helped form the XFL. Ah, no uh, shit. We all know how that worked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, that—that's about to happen next next year, actually. And uh, yeah, don't just need to get me started on that fucking shit. Like, you know, yeah. uh, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, uh, uh, sorry, sorry to just throw in some random stuff. Uh, no, okay, that's so... cool because that, some of that stuff I didn't even know. I, I love hearing the history of how shit, you know, uh, came about. So, you know, personally, thank you for the uh, for the info because then I could tell somebody and sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, right? DVD featurettes <laughs> with Joshua Michael. <laughs> yeah. I've got all the I've got all the names wrong, but all the facts kind of <laughs> correct. It's all right. We <laughs> fact check right. stuff, don't we? That's okay. We'll we'll fill in the little details when you mess up. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's let's move on, man. All right. So yeah, you're okay. you your first pump. Uh, how old were you when you first got big? I'm gonna. Big. Um, well, you know, I was working out, or at least trying to. I just wanted to to you know look like the guys that I was seeing on TV. And uh, um, but going back to you know the weight room at my high school, I'd be in there. Uh, after school working out and, uh, the, the wrestling coach actually, uh, you know, he saw that I was in there all the time and trying to, you know, put on some muscle and, uh, uh, and he, he knew I was a wrestling fan somehow, you know, it's like shit gets around and, you know, people know whatever. And, yeah. uh, so he was like, would you want to join the wrestling team? He actually like approached me about it, but here I was thinking like, oh, well, high school wrestling has nothing to do with wrestling on TV. You know, right. I really didn't know. I was like, I don't know why they're both called wrestling, but because I looked <laughs> at wrestling as entertainment, I didn't look at it. You know, I, I had no idea that it was like, um, I had no idea that it was, uh, <laughs> that it was fixed. Um, but at the same time, I was just, I wasn't, it was the characters and the, and you know, that stuff that, that, that like I was interested in, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't know wrestling. I didn't know shit about like, you know, psychology and that there was actually, you know, all I knew was there was a good guy and a bad guy and they were both cool characters and they were battling. And that was that I really didn't think, you know, I wasn't thinking join the wrestling team. I was just thinking, look like a wrestler. What, what evolved out of that? You didn't end up doing it, right? No, I never did. But, you know, looking back, I wish that I did because now I realize how much, you know, you know, uh, Regular uh, high school collegiate wrestling, you know, Roman Reco, uh, Roman, Roman Reco, Roman Reco. Reco. <laughs> Roman Reco. Yeah, you know, that's a uh, yeah. paper towel company. Yeah, uh, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, looking back, I mean, you know, you see guys like Kurt Angle and you know uh, the millions of others that have a um, you know a background in wrestling. Yeah, I wish I would have, but I really didn't think that 
one had anything to do with the other. And I was just focusing on like having arms like Hulk Hogan, you know? And, uh, so, um, so did I you was play, doing it. Did you play any sports at all? Not at all. I was, mm-hmm. I didn't like any sports at all. I didn't, uh, I didn't like football. I didn't like watching it or participating. And I didn't even really like gym class. You know, I wasn't into any type of athletics. My thing was, was entertainment, you know? And, um, so I just knew, like, I just liked the look, you know, and obviously, like, the, the, the costuming and everything, the costuming, if that's yeah, a word. costuming, um, for sure, yep. Yeah, and, and, you know, making, you know, doing the, what I was doing with the T-shirts and, you know, all that stuff. But um, so I was working out and um, trying to learn about, you know, uh, gaining muscle <laughs> and, uh, you know, the eating and the supplements and everything. And so I was... I, I kind of started to get an interest in, in, in that stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I was about, uh, I don't know, maybe 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, an acquaintance, um, that was a bodybuilder. Um, and it was actually like, he was like the first, and I knew him actually, I knew him when I was a kid, you know, he was, uh, he was working, um, I would go to this arcade, this little uh, like indoor arcade type of place, and he was like a a security guy there, you know, for uh, just uh, like at the door because you'd have to like. Uh, oh yeah, uh, check your bags. You know what? What yeah. city and state? Uh, this was in uh, Elmsford, New York. It was in Westchester County, um, and uh, that's where I'm originally from. So you know, like that was pretty much where all the kids hung out. That was like the popular spot because, you know, we were young, we didn't have cars and, you know, it was before, you know, getting to that next level of like doing things that the older kids were doing. We were still, you know, young and that's where I would go. And, you know, that was like the place to pick up chicks and all that stuff. See, that uh, that runs me into two different questions. Were you getting chicks because you were fit? Well, you know, at that point I wasn't even fit. Like that was the kind of, I kind of like, uh, scattered around. Uh-huh. Um, at, at that point, I I wasn't fit. Um, you know, I was a skinny kid, um, but damn, was I good looking. So to answer your second question, <laughs> yeah, man, I was pulling chicks. Uh, believe it or not, I I I looked uh, like uh, Luke Perry. I, I had this Dylan nice, McKay look. Nice. Yeah. So and at that time, uh, that was like you know he was a heartthrob, and the show was real popular, and I didn't even know the show. Or know who this was, but chicks kept on telling me that I look like this uh, Dylan McKay. Dylan, I kept hearing it. Oh and, man, that's uh, badass! Yeah, you know, and, and then yeah, I checked it out, and I was like, oh okay, so I'm gonna run with this. So I kind of stole his gimmick, and I was pulling ass like crazy. Joshua, <laughs> what did no, you? Who did? Who did no, they? Uh, who did they tell you you looked like? Uh, in high school? Anytime. What was your? What you? You? You get to a point as a guy where like women are always telling you that you look like somebody. Yeah, everyone always told me I looked like Keanu Reeves. Not bad. And, yeah, no, yeah, I recall that. Uh, we... But uh, I, n- no smoke, no smoke, Vic. When you added me as Vic on Facebook, I immediately took a screenshot of your photo, sent it to Colin. I'm like, holy fuck, he's an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, holy I still shit. have that picture. I think. Oh man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. N- no I... smoke. Uh, that was like, uh, God damn, dude, you did a lot of work. Yeah, 
<laughs> I guess because I didn't. I my second question kind of got answered by the first. It wasn't a. It was like, yeah, was this something that was getting you anywhere with ladies? But if it got spread around, I understand because my second question was, was anybody messing with you? Did anybody want to fight you or challenge you? I'm guessing not if it wasn't then that you had that kind of activity, that kind of look and stuff like that. No, well, okay, so at this point when I was, uh, you know, I was still I was still a kid. I was a skinny kid. I had the, the, the you know, the Luke Perry hair and I was, uh, you know, and I was doing some, some, uh, some modeling and getting into acting and stuff like that actually. Um, but you know, I, I, and, and I wanted, you know, I still wanted to be a wrestler and I was still, you know, going to the weight room here and there, but then you get a little bit older and you start getting distracted. And, you know, I started smoking cigarettes and I was drinking, you know, just to be cool and, sure. you know, all that shit. And, uh, so, but I still always wanted to be a wrestler and I still was always like, um, uh, you know, doing the weight thing or at least paying attention to, uh, yeah, I still had an interest in the nutrition and the thing. And, you know, uh, later on, you know, did the whole like personal training test and became a personal trainer. So as I got older, you know, I, I kind of like, um, it, it's kind of almost like I, I, uh, kind of stopped being so into it and then got back into it again. But, um, again, scattering all over the place, the guy that I, the guy that I was talking about that, right. uh, that I was acquainted with, he was, um, he was a few years older than me, obviously, cause I was a kid going to this place and he was a security guy. And, uh, um, he was big, he, you know, all the first thing that I noticed was, well, he looks like the guys on TV. Like he was like the first guy that I would see, you know, that I saw that looked like a wrestler, you know, I even yeah. think he had long hair at the time, you know what I mean? And he looked like a wrestler. And so I was like, you know, this, this little kid and I'm like, dude, you look like a wrestler, you know? Can I ask and, um, like that, that look with the hair, what, what about uh, year do you think this was? Um, that was, let's see. Oh, generalizing is fine. Cause I'm trying to figure out what the stylistic appeal was. You well, know? if it was a if nine hundred two and zero was going on, it had to have been around ninety two, yeah, or ninety one. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds about right. It was, was, he, uh, was it like, a, did he have a mullet or did he have like no. full on Sammy Hagar or some cool shit like that? Please tell me you had a mullet. No, no, you no can mullet. just tell us you um, had a mullet. It's okay. I, I, w <laughs> I went through a mullet phase though, you know, because uh, yeah. again, you know, I was trying to emulate the look of the wrestlers and it, it, you know if you go back to like the early 90s man everybody had a goddamn mullet it sure seems like it yeah yeah i mean look Shawn michaels had that super mullet and uh, all the jobbers had mullets and uh god damn every, it was like the wrestler haircut every wrestler had a mullet <laughs> yeah but, right uh, so, well what was uh, up know, with I, this dude he noticed you or you noticed him or what no i i went up to you know because i would be there every weekend you know what i mean um uh -huh. and uh and, you know, I was just like, uh, dude, you look like a wrestler, you know, and uh, um, and, and then I would like, uh, you know, always like do um, like as I got to know him, I'd be like, uh, of course, I'm a, I've always been like an entertainer. So I would just like, you know, like do wrestling impressions for him. And I would like, you know, just um, just, you know, talk to him about, hey, you know, I just pulled this chick and, you know, whatever. I just like he was cool. And I just, you know, I. I liked him because I, I thought he looked like a wrestler. You know, he was this big, like a body. He was actually, uh, 
you know, trying to go pro as a bodybuilder. So when I say he was a big dude, he was a big dude with the long hair. And to answer your question, yeah, he just had like long hair, like in a ponytail kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, and just looked like a wrestler. You know, he had the fanny pack and the, was you know, he doing I mean, like a, was he doing side work as a wrestler? No, no, not at all. No, he uh, he was just uh, he was he was trying to get his pro card. And mm -hmm. uh, so he was just, you know, he was doing bouncing gigs here and there. And he was, um, you know, doing some personal training also because, I mean, he just knew everything about everything. You know, he was like a, he was later on, he became my mentor as a, um, uh, you know, as as to get to get into the, the real shape that I wanted to get in. Because prior to that, I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't know what I was really doing, but I was trying to learn. And as I got older, you know. I, uh, I I kept in touch with them. You know what I mean. Even like yeah. when I when I didn't yeah. go there anymore. Now we became friends, and I told him, I want I want I want to look like him. I want to be like him. I told him I want to be a wrestler, and um, I guess you know I was uh, now I was a teenager, and he was just like uh, it wasn't until I was like twenty one, uh, somewhere around there. And I kept on telling him, now, you know, here's something that's obvious. I'm not going to fucking deny, but, you know, he was a bodybuilder. You're talking about roids. Yeah. Mm, you know, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit talk, here and be talking like about fucking, some juice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm not going to be John Cena saying that I'm fucking, you know, that I was natural. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I understand that those guys kind of have to protect the, the, the company and say, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, but but, but it's, not, thing, man. it's not taboo to me, though, man. Like, roids is just a part of the fucking game. It's not like you're doing meth. You're just building yeah. yourself up. And, and especially back then, you know, at this point, everybody was big. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and so I told him, I was like, hey, man, you know, I, uh, I want to do whatever it takes, you know? And um, he saw that I was serious, and he saw that I was, like, you know, not just going to be like uh, some kid buying shit and just trying to look good on the beach or something. You know, he right, knew right. why I wanted to get big. Um, but being that we were now friends, he actually told me no, not until, because I, I asked him for a couple of years actually. And um, he said, not until, you, not until your, uh, your, what do you say? Your bone, bone platelets are done growing. He didn't want anything to stun my growth because if you start too early, um, and your bones aren't done growing or something like that. It can stun your growth or so. That's why you see a lot of short bodybuilders, actually. Um, that's one of the reasons, anyway, that, oh, you know, okay. they started young. Um, another reason, you know, they, they try to make up for their, their height so they get big. But, you know, there's a lot of reasons. But, uh, but you know, being uh, starting too young is, uh, is a bad idea. And not only because of the stunning your growth, but, you know, as when you're in your twenties, your testosterone levels are naturally high and you don't want to go and mess that up because when you take steroids, it, it shuts down your natural production of testosterone. So it's like, you're kind of interrupting something that's already going on anyway. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So he was, you know, he was a friend, you know what I mean? He was taking care of me, making sure that, uh, you know, I didn't do, do anything too early. Um, but when, uh, when it came time, uh, he, uh, you know, he said, okay, and, uh, you know, hooked me up with uh, what I needed to be hooked up with. And he right. also uh, took me on as his, uh, as his protege. And um, we trained together every day. We worked out. Um, 
And, you know, here I am working out with a bodybuilder who is looking to go pro and you want to talk about, you know, I mean, those workouts are a lot different than your uh, typical, you know, jabroni in the gym that, uh, you know, that thinks yeah. they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're, you're not, you're, you're going uh, superhuman. Oh, yeah, man. Like fucking balls to the wall, crazy. You know, I mean, the workouts were intense. Uh, the supplements, I was just spending every dime that I had on supplements and, and stuff. How much food were you How much oh, food were Okay, let me give you a basic idea of what how my many, breakfast is. How many eggs in the morning? That's what I wanted to ask. <laughs> a dozen. A dozen whole eggs. Not egg whites, whole eggs. Holy um, shit. Two, two bowls of oatmeal and four pieces of whole wheat toast. That was my breakfast every morning for three months while were I was... You, were you actually hungry for that much or you just beefed it up that much to make sure the muscle production kept going? Well, it was more... It, the steroids increases your appetite because your your body is like uh, absorbing uh, protein at such a, a higher rate. You know what I mean? So it's like you yep. do get hungry when you're on shit. You get hungry, um, which I didn't mind because I knew that I had to grow. So it was kind of like a combination of the two. There were times that I wasn't hungry and I would force feed myself because I knew that I had to grow. And then there were times that I I force fed myself so much that I threw up and then had to. I'd get pissed off that I just threw up all that food and I would, I would remake my eggs or whatever and, uh, sit down and, and start all over again. And I literally, like, I had to wake up like two hours earlier than I needed to because just to, just to eat my breakfast. Um, so I was, I was very, very serious and very hardcore and, and very like all or nothing, uh, about everything. I was, I took everything really like to the extreme and I when I made up my mind that you know that I wanted to look like these guys and I wanted to be a wrestler I mean I knew when I was 11 years old that I wanted to be a wrestler but now it came time where it's like okay I'm in my 20s and you know and I still at this point had no idea how to become a wrestler all I knew was that I'm gonna look like a wrestler first before we get to that I've got a few questions what did it you're growing at an exponential rate. Did that did that hurt? Um, no. You mean like physically hurt? Like uh, yeah. I mean like like you know when you're growing up and you've got growing pains because you're getting bigger. I mean like your muscles are getting bigger. I mean your bones are getting bigger when you're like you know 12, 13 years old. But did other than like the actual pain from you know working out and your muscles healing and getting bigger, um, did it did it hurt? Um, no, not that I remember. Uh. Not like not like growing pains or anything like that. No, uh, but I was I did grow very fast because of the the amount of shit that I was taking, the amount of food that I was eating, and uh, and the workouts that I, I was having. Uh, I went from I when I started sixty pounds. I was like I was always a skinny kid, and uh, at that point I was five eleven. I was done growing, you know, height oh, wise nice. and everything. Yeah. So, um, so I was 160 pounds when I started and three months later I was 205. Three months, man. So how did your, yeah. wow, did you like crush your shoes? Did like, you couldn't, you couldn't, did you have to change your entire wardrobe, your whole stylistic approach? Uh, yeah. What, what are the nuances here that, that yeah. most people don't know? What's it like walking well, around in a house with that big a difference? 
Well, um, well, first of all, yeah, I mean, nothing fit, of course. So I, I had to like buy new clothes because everything, I mean, my legs got huge. And so I couldn't fit into my, my jeans. I really had to wear, I was, I was wearing, you know, like workout uh, pants, like those Zumba pants. You remember those like sure. loud color, yeah. you know? So, you know, I was like, uh, and, and I started to dress more like a, a bodybuilder slash wrestler now because, because I looked like one, you right. know? Did you have uh, the fanny pack? I did. I had the fanny pack, which are now coming back in style. Now known totally as badass waist wallets. now, yes. Yeah, I've got a black I can't wait to one. get one. Um, yeah, because, you know, after a while, you had to stop wearing them because they were, like, laughed at, you know. So, of course, you know, I got rid of the fanny pack when, when everybody started getting rid of the fanny packs, and now they're back, and it's kind of cool. But, uh, <laughs> um, but and my mentor wore the fanny pack, you know, and it was, like, almost like every bodybuilder was now wearing, you know, back in those days, even the wrestlers. If you look at, like, the British Bulldog and all those they guys all that were wearing the fanny pack and – you know, so now I they just didn't have pockets. They didn't yeah. have pockets. <laughs> you don't walk well, around with pants that you have to cinch and then have those giant pockets that are there to breathe and have your keys banging around in there and have <laughs> your, your fat fucking wallet or whatever the hell you've got. And well, you got to wear a fanny pack. It just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and sometimes you have to carry things around with you that, uh, you know, <laughs> like things that you shouldn't be carrying around Precisely. with you when you're a bodybuilder. Condoms, weed. Everything. Everything went in the fanny bag, <laughs> man. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I had to change my style uh, because I was a lot bigger now. And just because, like, now I, I could wear these things because... Because I looked the part. You can't wear a fanny pack if you're not a bodybuilder. That was the thing back then, you know. Now you yeah. can. But back then, if you didn't have, like, my, my thing was, if you're not 200 pounds or over, you can't wear a fanny pack. That's not allowed. Well, dude, so, if you're that big, no one's going to mess with you about it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and it kind of, you know, it's like if you're a bodybuilder and wearing one, that's like, okay, that that works. If you're like some, if I was 160 pounds wearing a fanny pack, I'd be laughed at. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like the bodybuilder wardrobe. It was okay. It's all right. You, know, you and most of the uh, millennial girls I know right now are still rocking it. Great. I'll, I, I'm going to get one, man. I'm, I'm, I have <laughs> a kind of sort of a, it's like a gym kind of, over, I don't even yeah. know what the hell you would You won't even it, have but... to go to a thrift store because you can get them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then they got the thing that your cell phone, remember though, back in the day they had the cell phones with the clips and then they would clip yep. onto the, the strap of the thing where it had a little compartment for the cell, for the cell phones. And uh, so I'm kind of curious. I haven't really seen like the new ones but i'm sure that they're all like you know uh have some modifications to them that are more you know fit for today i can't we're having a podcast about fucking fanny packs um, <laughs> dude it's all part anyway. of the, it's all part of the ethos okay so so to, yeah to answer your question um yeah i i uh i started to you know to dress different and uh and i i was a you know i was proud of this new physique because i was so used to being scrawny and I mean, I was scrawny where like girls would make fun of me that I was so skinny back in the day. You know what I mean? So now I'm like big and I'm like, fucking, oh, fucking, you know, uh, wearing tank tops everywhere, you know, in the middle of fucking winter wearing tank tops just to show it off, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that, that changed. And I also had to hide the fact from my parents that I was taking anything, but that's kind of hard to hide when you're, you know, to 105 pounds all of a sudden and you know that you're working out with a professional bodybuilder. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, coming home 
with my legs so sore that I can't even walk because they're cramping up on me and, you know, and the way that I was eating and this and that, my mom actually made me take a drug test, um, you know, and, uh, and I had somebody else pissed for me and the whole, you know, to keep it a secret because they would have kicked me out of my house. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's an interesting little fact that I, you know, I was able to keep that lie going for a long time, but they all knew. I mean, my brothers knew, I mean, how could you not know, you know? Yeah. What did they, th- but, what was their thought on your, I mean, you'd been into wrestling a long, long time. This is 10 plus years at this point, right? So what, well, was your bro- was, what were your brothers well, thinking? What were they thinking? Well, he hasn't, he hasn't talked about wrestling yet. We're talking about bodybuilding. but No, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because well, you were doing it because you wanted to look like these guys. Right, right. And, uh, but I hadn't started actually wrestling yet. I just, you know, of course, my family knew that I loved wrestling and that I, you know, that I wanted to emulate these guys be big and you know whatever and uh so um so wait what was your question the next the, question yeah that's the question is like they knew you wanted to do all of that it's, they just they were they were like okay no that's just uh that's just uh that's vic you know that's how it is and or or you know because like my brother was always kind of martial and uh it was like okay well you know he's either going to be in the army or he isn't and then one day he was in the army and i was like okay cool i figured and then I don't think anybody anybody ever had any idea what it was I wanted to do, but I go back and I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, I was always into movies. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm always reading the credits. I'm always seeing the repetitive uh, character actors. It makes sense to me. I don't know if anybody else would have taken that and go, okay, Colin's going to go that direction. But like, I think it's obvious on your part. But so it wasn't some. It wasn't something where they they all took you seriously, right? Your family took you seriously. Well, here's the funny thing about that is like, okay, my family, my friends, everybody, you know, knew that I loved wrestling Mm -hmm. Um, and that now I was, you know, because I loved wrestling, I wanted to look like a wrestler and I was doing what I had to do and everything like that. Um, Except for like, you know, close friends that I felt comfortable with. um, I didn't tell anybody that I actually wanted to be a wrestler. especially when I was skinny because I didn't, I thought I'd be laughed at or, you know, told you can't do right. this. I just didn't want to hear sure. any negativity. It wasn't until, you know, when I started to look like a wrestler that I started to be a little bit more vocal about my, my passion and what I wanted to do. But still at this point, I had no idea how, how to get into it. You know, as a matter of fact, I mean, there was no internet and there was no, like, all I knew was WWE, honestly. Were you, uh, were you reading like pro wrestling illustrated all the time and like seeing all the ads, that sort of thing? Well, you know, I saw, like, I, I paid so much attention to WWE that it was like, uh, or WWF at the time there was like, there was nothing else in my mind. Like I would see the other wrestling magazines. Um, and I see the WWF magazine and it was like, you know, these superstars. And then, I would see like pro wrestling illustrated and I would look through there. And to me, I just, I thought that those were like, um, like Bush league, like, yeah, like, like Bush league, like, like kind of like the way you would look at like indie wrestling today. I, I thought that WWE was the only real wrestling promotion, uh-huh. you know? So everything else, all these other like wrestling thing, I would see all these other, uh, promotions and, and all these other wrestlers that weren't in WWE. And I just kind of thought like, okay, that's scrub wrestling, you know? I didn't know, like, even, like, Ric Flair, you know, he wasn't in WWE, so I thought of him. I didn't know anything, you know? It, 
I'm learning all this stuff later on, you know? And um, so my, my dream, of course, was like, you know, going to the WWE. I didn't even know what the process was to get there. I didn't know how you even train to be a wrestler. I didn't know any of this shit. Um, and in the magazines, when I saw the other promotions and every, every once in a while, I would catch something on TV like uh, world-class championship wrestling would be on like ESPN and I'd watch it and I'd be like, you know, of course it didn't have the production like WWE. And I'm like, you know, look at this rinky dink uh, wannabe wrestlers. You know, they're not right. They're not WWF wrestlers. For sure. You know? Yeah. Getcha. I didn't know. Now, if I go back and I and I see some of that stuff, you see every every wrestler that ended up in the WWE in their earlier years, and it's so cool now, you know, mm-hmm. because back then you didn't realize who these guys were going to become. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really. Uh, everybody knew that I was a wrestling fan and that I was like, you know, now starting to look like a wrestler, but only people that were close to me really knew that it was something that I was actually wanting to do and uh even though i had no idea how to how to go about it um and now if you want to get into the whole like how it all kind of happened um yeah the start of it all yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what we're leading um, up to how did it go well i was uh i was working at a gas station and uh this is like when i was a uh a skinny kid you know and i'm working at a gas station and uh I just decided, like, I really got into the whole, like, fitness thing because now I had done my shit and I got big and uh, I was, like, really into, like, everything that had to do with, like, bodybuilding and and nutrition and everything. So uh, the gym that I was working at, uh, working out at, um, they were looking for somebody, you know, for, like, the front desk or, you know, maintenance, you know, just the Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, not personal training. Right. Uh, which that came later on. Um, but the initial job was just kind of like, a, you know, front desk help guy, you know, whatever. So I kind of knew the uh, the owner. And uh, so I had heard that they were hiring and I asked for the job. And, uh, you know, at this point, you know, I was I was big now. So it's like I looked the part. He knew that I, you know, knew this gym industry, whatever, you know, or at least I was into it, you know, working out and whatever. Um, and this is like the really, this is like one of those, uh, the, those moments that's like, uh, when something is meant to be, it just happens. There's no coincidences and all that. So I'm sitting down with my new boss and, um, it's, it was kind of dead in the gym and, uh, he's just trying to get to know me a little bit. And, uh, I guess at the time I was probably like 20, 23 or something like that um 22 or 23 and he says so like what's your you know what do you enjoy what's your future ambition what do you want to do with yourself i'm sure you don't want to work at a gym your whole life you know and uh he's just trying to make conversation whatever and uh for whatever reason because i never told anybody this i never told people that weren't close to me as a matter of fact my parents didn't know like uh that i wanted to be a wrestler i just didn't want them to you know i didn't want to hear any any shit about it yeah and um i'm sure that they kind of assumed you know now i'm i'm big and uh you know and uh and wearing a fanny pack so of course i wanted to be a wrestler you know (laughs) johnny wants johnny wants to be a wrestler okay but you know i but i never discussed it with them and um uh but for whatever reason uh my my new boss asks me 
And I tell them, well, to be honest with you, and I remember telling them this, I was like, to be honest with you, you know, I don't tell a lot of people this, but, you know, I want to be a professional wrestler. And the next words out of his mouth changed my life. And if I didn't decide to just say that to him, you know, which normally I wouldn't tell anybody that I just meet. And the next words out of his mouth was, oh, really? There's a guy who works out here who's a wrestler. I'll introduce you to him. No shit. Damn, yeah. There you go. Talk, talk about kismet, which is our fucking word of the month. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Kismet is the – it's a word that means that you're not looking for something, but you find what you're looking for anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 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 like divine providence. You just happen to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to tell this guy I've never fucking met in my life. I want to be a wrestler. My my own mother doesn't know that. And then mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? There's a dude over here, and he just like points to someone, and next thing you know, everything is fucking different. That's yeah. Good. And it's like you know, it's the law of attraction thing. When you want something bad enough, things just kind of like you know, they they fall into your lap. And uh, and it's happened with a lot of other things too. Like you know, you just happen to mention something to someone that you normally wouldn't mention, and it just happens that that person you know, says, oh, yeah, wait, you know, I know a guy, you know, or whatever. But in this case, um, you know, he told me, I'll, I'll introduce you to him. And at this point still, man, I didn't know. I thought he was a WWF guy because when I heard professional wrestling, that's all that I fucking knew. I didn't yeah. know that there, I didn't know indie wrestling existed. Mm-hmm. Never saw it, never heard about it. I didn't know anything. I started to to hear about ECW. I started because I was on the East Coast and that was like, you know, an East Coast thing. And I started to to hear about it and see it on like uh, late at night. They had like a, you know, a, a small like half hour TV spot or something on some local channel, whatever, you know. And um, so I was like, oh, there's other wrestling. OK, like. That's weird. You know, I ended up, like before that I had seen the world class championship wrestler, whatever. So I'm like, okay, so there's, there's more than one, like I said, okay, I'm starting to get it now. But so I didn't know, I thought maybe this guy was, you know, a WWF guy or whatever. And so he introduces me to this guy by the name of Vinny Magnetti. That's his, his, his shoot name. Uh, he went by the name of, um, uh, shark attack kid, um, was the name that he was using when I met him. I think he had other other uh, wrestling name, Machine Gun Magneti or something like that. But whatever, um, you know, he uh, he he was a indie wrestler. Um, I was introduced to him, went up to him. I just introduced myself and said, you know, um, I hear you're you're a professional wrestler. You know, my name's my, my real name's Mark. By the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went up to him and, uh, you know, and uh, I said, I know you don't know me, but um, I, I really want to be a wrestler. And I have no idea, you know, how to uh, how to go about that. I'd say, would you ever consider, you know, training somebody? And he says, uh, he's like, yeah, I go every Tuesday and Thursday to this place down in Brooklyn. And um, he's like, sure, come on with me, you know. And I remember that. That was in October of uh, 1997, and uh, it was right before my my birthday. My birthday is November 1st, so it was like um, it was like right before my birthday that I got to actually touch a wrestling ring, yeah. which was like 
such a big deal, man, because I've never even never even been that close to a wrestling ring. I was always on the other side of the the uh, the guardrail, you know. I'd go to the wrestling shows and stuff, and uh, and my life changed, man. I just became a diehard uh, trainee, and uh, I was there, you know. I went down with him. We would sit in fucking traffic for two hours because we'd have to go when he gets off of work at five o'clock and we'd go down there and train. And, uh, it was, uh, uh, every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays and, um, um, just getting, you know, beat up and, and loving it. And, uh, then he got injured, uh, in a match, he broke his leg. So now he wasn't able to train me, but the guys that he was friends with that were training down there took me under their wing. And so they continued to train me. And, um, and next thing you know, it was like, uh, um, Oh shit. There he goes. Um, sorry. It's not politically correct. Little, little bastards out there. Little bastards on your lawn. Go out there and, uh, start some backyard wrestling. And, uh, um, so, uh, where was I? Um, so you were down. You were you were you were getting it. You were getting it going all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Training my ass off, working out. You know, just living that whole. You know, now I'm working out with the guy that you know my my uh, my my bodybuilding you know mentor, and and I'm so I'm doing that, and um, now I have this wrestling mentor. It's just like everything came together, man. And now um, it was like a year later. Uh, I had my first match uh, at the place where where we trained down in Brooklyn, um, and uh, and I was wrestling my uh, one of my my trainers, you know, my uh, Vinny's uh, one of Vinny's very good friends that kind of like took over the reins to help me uh, to to learn uh, to train me, and uh, nervous as fuck, and you know I knew nothing and uh, pretty much was trying to memorize. Uh, a lot of it and and him you know of course him calling the whole deal I was uh, I was a baby face of course he was the heel and um, and I had my first match uh, in 1998 and uh, and then from there you know uh, it was just that that was that was uh, that was the beginning what were you wrestling under what was your name <laughs> oh okay so Fang McFrost no, I um, I used my real name Mark, and then I took my middle initial, which was D. My middle name is uh, David, and I came up with, and I was kind of like doing. I was a baby face, but I was a pretty boy because now I had like long hair, you know, mm-hmm. um, doing the whole wrestler look thing. And uh, so my wrestling name was Mark Delicious. And nice. if that doesn't sound, uh, yeah, well, that's awesome. that is a that is a porno star name. That exactly, is amazing. Exactly. <laughs> and but I was a baby face, and so you know, I doing, was doing porn like, on the side. No, I, I wish. <laughs> Probably would have made more money than wrestling in the beginning, you know. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. That name just kind of like uh, it started to, you know. I didn't like it very much, but I kind of, I don't know where I got this idea with this middle initial thing, but everything was based around that. And I, I think maybe it was like the whole Coco Beware thing. I thought that that was oh, cool yeah. or something. I don't know. But, or, or Paul E. Dangerously. I don't know. I, I, I guess I saw like the middle initial thing a lot. It was and, fun. Uh, yeah. So I just kind of like 
built around that. And I started to write down names with the middle initial D that, you know, and uh, so then I came up with the divine, divine. And then I was like, well, Mark doesn't sound right with that. I don't like my real name. I don't want to use that. And so I started to come up with different things that sounded good with the divine. And uh, one of the names that, that just happened to, you know, make the list that I was writing was Vic. I thought Vic sounded, you know, tough and whatever, and Vic Divine. Yeah. And Vic, I said, Vic, oh. Vic Vega, Mr. Blonde. Absolutely. Sure. And it stuck. So I was like, you know what? I like that name. And so that's how Vic Divine was born. And uh, and that was the name. And then I would use, you know, different uh, little nicknames, depending on if, you know, because, of course, you know, you're a heel one place and a baby face another place. So, um, so there was, like, uh, different nicknames uh you know uh showtime vic divine one of a kind vic divine um oh, yeah you know different uh uh different nicknames to go with the different the character was always somewhat the same except one was a cocky heel and the other one was kind of like a, a nice pretty boy kind of thing whatever but uh uh but i like the name either way and and then when i was a uh, in 2005 i moved down to louisville kentucky on my own dime to train down there because it was the WWE's developmental system at the time. Uh, Ohio Valley? Yeah, Ohio Valley mm -hmm. Wrestling. Um, uh, to 2005, um, there was a lot of big people there. So oh, let's yeah. see, the, the people that just left would have been Batista, Cena. Um, God, there's one other guy that was like training like back in like 2002 before. Uh, Brock Lesnar? Lesnar, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Randy Orton, a Orton. lot, a lot of guys. I mean, pretty much the last batch of guys that were, you know, really, really uh, big names. Um, and when I was down there, uh, CM Punk was down there. It was that crop of guys now. Um, Did you meet like, Punk? Oh, yeah, I wrestled Punk. I actually had a uh, – he was OVW champion, and I actually had a, a – uh, a uh, a match with him, and I don't know. I don't know if the title was up for grabs, but I uh, had a feeling I wasn't going to win anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and he was, you know, I I got along well with him. I got along with everybody down there, but there was a lot of guys that later on came up, and he was one of them. You know, when uh, basically uh, WWE had the whole ECW thing going on, where they, oh, you know, barf, barf. Yeah, exactly. So I was I was just starting to to like. Uh, get somewhere when the when the wrestling business was starting to you know with the whole ecw on sci-fi and it was just like you know uh, i don't know but, yeah it uh, was it was weird that it was on that channel yeah yeah and originally didn't they start off trying to make it sci-fi and they had like a mummy come out and all that bullshit in the very beginning and it was fucking retarded <laughs> I, I, um, I just remember being like upset about it <laughs> yeah it was like what what's happening to wrestling what's what's going on now you know um, but a lot of people that were under developmental, um, made it to the ECW program. Uh, and if I mentioned names, you probably wouldn't even ever know who they were because it was like such a small, it was a sh very short stint for a lot of the guys that were down at OVW. Um, uh, great, great guys, but they, they just didn't, didn't last on the main roster. And then they were back down at OVW. Then they were released and, there, there seems to be like a time period, and it was it was it was unfortunately the time that I was down at OVW between 2005 and 2007 that there was a lot of talent in and out the door before you could even know who they were. 
give us some insight about the that most people wouldn't know. Like, what was the locker room like? Um, well, Paul Heyman was down there. Um, right. You mean Paul D? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and he was a CM Punk, you know, guy. He was, he yeah. was a very uh. He so, lost on him immediately. Yeah, yeah. So he was, you know, CM Punk was in the main event uh, all the time. Him and uh, Brent Albright, um, which I don't know if you know, but he was a, a you know awesome wrestler, and he was uh, he did make it to the main roster. Um, I think SmackDown or or the ECW brand. Um, but again, it was like during that time where people were coming in and going out just as fast. And if you like, you know, if you blinked, you never even heard their names. But um, so they would have every single week on OVW TV. Um, they had, you know, battles going for weeks and weeks and weeks, months, you know. Um, in the locker room, it was like, you know, it was it was pretty cool. Like down there, it was a family, you know what I mean? Like everybody kind of got along and everybody was trying to make the the program better and the, uh, you know, everybody was trying to help each other. You know, they were, they were under developmental, you know, they were all already, you know, signed. Of course they were all trying to go to the main roster, but I don't really remember anybody trying to like bury anybody else. They all wanted to go up there. It was, they were all, they all hung out, you know what I mean? Um, outside of school. Um, so it wasn't like the way it is. It's like, once you go up to WWE, then it's all of a sudden, like the people that you were cool with down at developmental, all of a sudden now you're trying to cut each other's throats. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now you want to become the big screen star. Time. It's screen yeah. time now. Exactly. So I, I have all good, you know, good memories of, uh, of everybody getting along and, and it being, uh, you know, um, a good environment. Did you guys work out all the time together? I mean, was there a specific gym that you guys had on your own, or was there a side gym that you guys would go to late at night? I, I want to know some. I want to know like if it's late at night and you're working out, and there's a pancake place you guys all go to. Oh, I want to know that. Okay. Well, um, like for me, I wasn't under contract there, so you know, I had to. Um, you know, I worked a regular job or several different regular jobs. I was. Uh, um, I got a job working like five in the morning in this like in this warehouse, uh, you know, driving a forklift and unloading and loading trucks and this and that and uh, and just so that I can train um, at uh, it was like uh, <laughs> seven o'clock or whatever like that. So so basically my my point is is that my my schedule was different from the guys that were under contract because they were being paid to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I made sure that I was at every training session. And so, um, and I was trying to work either early in the morning or late at night, um, so that I could get my gym time in and this and that. So I would see a lot of the guys, um, uh, at, uh, what was it called? Uh, Louisville athletic club. That's where all the wrestlers trained. Were you still in the juice? Um, I had stopped for a long time. And then when I got down there, um, I made some connections and did what I needed to do to, you right. know, to stand right, out. Right, yeah. And no, I no judgment again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody was, and everybody, you know, they were doing the wellness thing there. So a lot of people got popped, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Ryan Reeves was down there, uh, just to give you, you know, an example. And he got popped okay. every fucking week for, you know, taking shit. And at one point got released for it, you know? Um, which, you know, hey, if, if Ryan Reeves hears this, so oh, sorry if people thought that you were natural and I, you know, <laughs> blew the whistle on you. 
but let's be you're, fucking you're real. You're talking you're talking about Ryback. Yeah, Ryback. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ryback. You're, you're talking about Ryback. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Why? You got, oh, we'll we'll get into that some other time. I hear he's a good guy. I just uh, I, I'm a Kevin Owens guy, and when he shot on him on live TV, I was like, well, I hate that guy now. <laughs> uh, well, then me and you are gonna have to have a discussion off the air because uh, I am not a Kevin Owens guy, and um, oh man, don't even okay. Let's get back to the topic here, man. We'll, hey, That's either. wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that off top camera. That's cool. All right. So, uh, you're you're training. Uh, you're. What's the environment like when you're not signed, as opposed to the guys that signed? Like, do they treat you different? Um. A little bit, but like, um, but they knew. Like everybody, I was real friendly with everybody, and they they knew. You know, they could tell by by my my physique and my wrestling gear and my whole, you know, that I I was serious. You know, there was a lot of guys that were down at OVW that weren't under contract because it was like almost like that was the place to go. And they were accepting people um, that weren't under contract. They were they were making money. You know, what I mean, it was a business. So you had the beginners class, you had the intermediate class and then you had the advanced class, which was the uh, the signed guys. OK, so. um just to, to rewind a little bit, um, I I went to a tryout camp in 2003, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OVW was having a, a tryout camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody and their mother that wanted to be a wrestler knew that that was WWE's developmental system. And everybody that I fucking know went to the, the camp. I think that was, like, the first or second camp that they that they had. So, um, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to take a piss while I'm talking to you. I hope that's okay with the audience. Just, just as long (laughs) as it sounds like a a garden hose. All right, I'll try. I've been, I've been holding it. Aim for for the deepest part of the of the water so that the sound reverberates in the most. I'll hold the phone close to the toilet, but I'm afraid I might drop it in there. Well, no, chances are you'd accidentally piss on it because it's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, when hopefully you're the water over like that. Hopefully the water's not that cold, man. I've got that problem. No, no, not really. <laughs> oh, I hate it when the pee uh, water are... splashes back on me and it's colder than the the uh, pee water I had on me from before. It's that Vegas <laughs> water. It's that Vegas water, man. But it's not even know? really water. They don't even have water there. Yeah. I I hate I hate when uh, you know my penis is so small that I actually piss on my balls. Yeah, that happens to me every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I've had some splashbacks. Like Is that, that a result of juicing, or uh, <laughs> was that well, the muscle you didn't work out? How did we get to that? No, he's from well, New York. He's fine. It'll grow back. Let's, let's clear up a misconception here about choice. Steroids does not shrink, uh, shrink your dick. It shrinks your balls because your balls is where the testosterone is produced, and if it's not producing testosterone, they shrivel up. So well, that's a that big That sounded like the most memorized answer I've ever no, heard. No, 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 no. I, I, I appreciate it because that just proves to me that Xbox dick was that small. <laughs> Oh, I never saw the the video. But oh, dude, dude, he basically like basically China had and and no disrespect to China, but she put it out there. She basically had a small dick clit, and he yeah. had a small and he had a small clit dick. Oh like my god! In, in reverse, it was it was it was upsetting. Like how how is this even happening? Uh, really? 
Oh, dude, it was bad. <laughs> like, 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 chop off half your, chop off half your pinky, and that, that was, that's what China was working with. Why, yeah. why would he make a video and like let people? Okay, well, that's a whole different man. This, this podcast is <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> We hey, man, I took a time marker. We might not even keep all the pee stuff and the dick stuff for us now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's eliminate all that, that stuff. Well, we we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, just okay. let me know Just let me know when I can edit out. And, uh, but I'm yeah, done listening now. Now, now, now. now that we're we're still recording, but we're, we're, okay. we're shooting, but we're not going to keep it in. But, dude, okay. it was it was nasty. It was, oh, man. It was nasty. It was file it under unjerkable like it was just it, it was like a it was a fucking circus act like how was this happening and uh dude I, I he was on meth so is she like what the fuck were these guys up to oh, all, right, all, right. all right all right well hit the, hit, yeah, we, hit the we, time we, marker time marker in three two okay. one go all right Vic. Thanks for uh, giving us a little bit of a break there. I know you had to take a little bit of, of, of a break, but uh, <laughs> let, let's let's talk about. Uh, okay, so you're no V. Um, who did you wrestle? You see, you already mentioned you you wrestled uh, Ryback, or you mentioned knowing Ryback. You wrestled yeah. uh, CM Punk. What was Punk like in the ring? Like, uh, was he calling things on the fly? Did you guys plan things beforehand? You know, it was like a it was a quick uh, squash match. So I honestly don't even remember i just know that like he was cool i always i always uh i i liked him you know what i mean um so we we did a short little thing i think it was just like you know it was just kind of like a uh kind of like a a, a just i think he was having a match or something like that or there there was a bigger thing somebody came out or you know what i mean like the match was kind of like the backdrop to what was really right happening so it wasn't like I, I don't remember it honestly as being like it wasn't anything that uh, uh, it doesn't it, like the match itself doesn't stand out in my mind. I really do think that it was like a quick little thing, um, but just the fact that I was uh, that I was in there with him and he was OVW champion at the time. You know, it's kind of like I I, I highly doubt that because I was a jobber, you know, pretty much down there. Um, well, I mean, know. jobber jobber's a loose term. Jobber's like uh, I mean, like if you're on the the main roster and you're always losing and okay that's one thing but if you're in developmental i wouldn't call you a jobber you're just doing what you got to do to shine whoever you got to shine up and make yourself shine at the same time right right i guess yeah i mean um it's uh it was kind of you know it, it, it's an honor it's a, a privilege to be able to be uh let's use the word uh talent enhancement mm-hmm. yeah, you know that's that, that's fine that's fine yeah. in this case yeah because, you know, here you are, like, down at OVW, they don't want to put, like, OVW star versus OVW star, and because they don't, they're trying to build two guys, and so somebody has to lose, so, you know what I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, you know, it, then it, it kills somebody's, you know, somebody's, uh, push. uh, their push, whatever, so they would, they would have, you know, talent enhancement guys on the dark, on the dark match, or, you know, just, on the show um, just because, you know, people came to see, you know, CM Punk, but they're, you know, they're building up a, a thing with uh, Brent Albright. And so, of course, they're not going to have them wrestle each other because they're saving that for, like, the big show at, you know, the fairgrounds or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I was, I didn't have a problem with that. I never had a problem with, uh, with losing a match. My, my whole philosophy on losing a match, if there's any indie people out there and they're bitching about getting booked and losing, you're a dick. Because the thing is, there is no winning or losing, man. If, if somebody says to me, did you win? If they're, I had a, they don't understand. Yeah. Well, you know, if I had a good match and the crowd enjoyed it, and I felt good about it afterwards. And my opponent told me that, that, you know, thank you. That was, that was awesome. Yes. I won. I don't care if I got pinned. I won. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that is absolute God spoken truth on that. You, there's, and, and, uh, for our listeners that are just getting into wrestling, um, just because you have the belt doesn't mean that you're over. Second off, just because you don't have the belt doesn't mean you're not over. Some dudes just simply don't need the belt because they're that over already. Right. And and if that is your mentality, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, like that is the perfect way to do it. I mean, like uh, you're obviously preaching to the to the choir here, but if if you're talking to the guys, like if you were holding a seminar right now with a bunch of guys that were uh, training and they, they're, they've got AEW money symbols in their eyes right now before it even starts, what would you tell them how to approach a match? I mean, like, obviously, you said right now, you, you, even if you lost, but if your opponent that, that quote-unquote beat you uh, says, thank you, great match, um, how, how do you translate to a bunch of new people that don't understand? Well... You know, it kind of depends. Like, if you've been working on the indies for a long, long time, and now you've built up, you know, some type of a reputation, then I could understand you saying, like, you know, there's certain, certain times, certain places, certain opponents that you don't want to do the job for because it's, you know, you're you're protecting your uh, your stock. You know what I mean? Like, you don't right. want to keep on, you know, like losing for no fucking reason you know when you're when you're a big name but in my in my instance like you know if you're down at ovw and you're in the developmental uh school and they're putting you in there with guys that have a contract that you're going to see on tv in the next few weeks and your job is to make them look awesome and like if you're in that kind of situation and you're like oh i don't want to lose or i don't want to you know could could you not do that move on me or you know i don't want to lose that way you're just a fucking idiot. That'll be like you're out the door, you know. But if you're if you're starting out in the wrestling business and you're you know just on the indies, just do whatever the fuck you're asked to do and do it really well and 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 don't get all your shit in and fucking just make everybody happy. You know what I mean? Make the crowd happy, make the promoter happy, make your opponent happy. Just and make yourself happy just by having a good fucking match. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a, you know, it's um, it's entertainment, man. You know what I mean? It ain't real. If you fucking get your shoulders pinned, you ain't making less money. You ain't fucking, you know, losing anything. So that's people take shit too serious, man. And it, it, unless you have to take it serious, you know, like I mean, there's been a few, right? You know, like um, uh. I can't even think now of, uh, but if, you know, like if you're in the WWE, I mean, you've heard guys there say, you know, like, I mean, CM Punk is a great example and which I have so much respect for him because of this. But when, you know, he's a top guy in WWE, 
Um, and and they're bringing in guys like Brock Lesnar or The Rock and and wanting him to lose to a guy who doesn't even work there full time. Yeah, that's understandable. Then you put up a fucking fight about why the fuck am I losing? You know that that that's a that's a good point. And and every now and then, even though it's scripted, they'll go off script. Um, like for example, when okay, so my boy, I know you don't like him, Kevin Steen, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens won the Universal Championship on my actual birthday. I was losing my goddamn mind like it was just for me. Now, a couple uh, a couple months later, uh, all of a sudden, and, and, and I want you to chime in on this, and you, you're going to know what I'm talking about when I'm, I'm through this little spiel here, is that Kevin Owens is kicking ass with Y2J for Sherka My Hero. They're, they're having the, the the best friends. Everything is is cherry. Everything they do is money. All their matches, uh, single or, or together, are amazing. And then all of a sudden, and this is what I want you to think about, Goldberg decides he wants to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Goldberg's back. And like, oh, great, Goldberg's back. And you, you and you just see the money signs in the old man's eyes. Like, oh, this is gonna be good shit. No, it was bad shit. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And and they they put Kevin Owens in a match with a guy that just randomly decided he wanted to start wrestling again, wrestling in. And rather than take, and, and I heard he got some heat for this. Rather than take the uh, I'm going to lose in 15 seconds to a fucking jackhammer and then over, he rolls out the ring, not just because it was a heel move to do, because, you know, that's what heels do. They roll out. They don't give a shit. Uh He rolled out the ring and he stomped. He stomped around the ring like a pissed off teenager for a solid minute and a half waiting, counting it out to make sure he didn't lose faster than anyone else. And then he decided to get back in the ring. And then he and then he took his juice, he took his medicine and, and lost, but he was not instructed to do that. That was like, no, no, I don't give a shit. This is bullshit. I've been working this hard. And then this asshole shows up that ruined Brett Hitman Hart's uh, yeah. fucking career. This guy cannot wrestle. Oh, he's yeah. never he's never actually wrestled. He's just he, he he hurts people. He's a he's a linebacker. That's what he was. He was like right. in and and he goes in there and if you were in the locker room and the old man's like hey gold goldberg's coming back you're going to lose H- how are you feeling about this and how would you if you were an indie guy or a guy just starting how would you instruct the other guys to uh, act appropriately or or anything in particular that popped in your head when i told that spiel uh that that these people need to know well First of all, I didn't know about that whole uh, Kevin Owens uh, Goldberg thing. I, I really I don't pay any attention to WWE anymore. It's just you know I'll hear things here and there once in a while. I'll you know look on the internet or or something will just be on my Facebook feed or something like that. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know that they that they had a thing you know a match. Um, but uh, well, first of all. Uh, I was never a fan of Goldberg, even though I always liked those those big intense guys. I never I never liked him. Um, then I really didn't like him when I heard because I didn't see it because I wasn't watching WCW. You know, I was a diehard WWE fan, even after a lot of the guys went over there. And uh, when I heard that Goldberg um, put Bret Hart out of wrestling and gave him a bad concussion, then I really fucking hated him because I really liked Bret Hart. And uh, and I think that Bret Hart could have like you know uh, 
he had like really, two, three, five more years if that oh, hadn't yeah. happened. And he definitely, you know, he would have went back to WWE and, and you know what I mean? Could have, uh, but you know, whatever. I mean, so he injured one of my, one of my favorite guys. And, uh, but as far as like the whole, my opinion on the Kevin Owens thing, I hate Kevin Owens. Um, but we'll get into that some other time, but cool. you know, he was getting a huge push. He had a lot of, you know, they were, you know, a lot of steam behind him. And then yeah, to put Goldberg in front of him and to make him, like job, like they wanted him to just job out in a couple seconds. Yeah. Number one, um, that that is stupid on the part of of uh, Vince or Triple H, whatever his fucking decision that was, um, because it's like you're taking a main guy who's making money for the business for the company, um, and and you're killing his his steam. You're killing his uh, you know the whole momentum and everything. And he's going to be there, you know, for the long haul. And then Goldberg's going to be gone. Why would you done? Why would you squash somebody that's, you know, kind of a top guy? I've got all his T-shirts, man. I was, I, I, I was so upset. <laughs> I was so pissed off. But like, you know, but I, but I could understand. Like, okay, my opinion on Kevin Owens doing what he did. I see, like, basically, he went into business for himself. And right. that could be frowned upon, you know, business Agreed. wise, that could be frowned upon because Agreed. he did, he did what he did something that he wasn't uh, supposed to do, but he was doing that to protect his stock. He was doing that to protect himself from looking like, I mean, that, that could have made a huge impact, you know, on his whole character, his whole wrestling career. If he would have just taken that jackhammer and that was that. So mm-hmm. doing what he did was not, the best uh, business decision as far as like the, the, the company. Right. I can understand why he would get heat for that, but he was still, he had to protect his stock. Yeah. I'm not going out that way. Fuck that. Yeah. Amazon. So I I don't understand why they would make him do that, but I think like, in a sense, I kind of respect his decision that he was just like, you know, that's fucked up. So, cause I'm a big believer in, you know, sometimes you just got to do things your way. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, I didn't even know about that, to, you know, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, uh, I think if that was his only way of of not, you know, taking the job, I mean, obviously he couldn't go in there and try to do some some wrestling to kill time because then Goldberg would be like, what the fuck, you know, and everything would be a, a clusterfuck. Right. But by him rolling out of the ring and just, you know, throwing a temper tantrum gives him more actually, you know, more, more heat because he's, you know, he's, he's out of the ring and and he's doing whatever while the fans are wanting him to be in the ring. So uh, automatically it is smart in a sense that he's, uh, you know, he's making the fans wait for that that big moment. Agreed. Um, What, What you're talking about is like a calculus equation to me. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a calculus equation. It, like you have to realize, okay, first off, this guy should not be back. He's too old. He doesn't actually wrestle. This guy's the champ. Second off, everyone doesn't know what what they want because they're confused because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Goldberg is back, and we have to care about him all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. Fourth fourth off, uh, the champ has to figure out a way to make sure he gets his shit in regardless of what the old man or the, the office says. 
uh, fifth off, he's got to make sure that the, he's got to still put on a show, regardless he wants if he wants to or not. I'm happy what the outcome is going to be. Uh, six off uh, regarding the actual like the referee, which most people don't realize is actually a huge integral part of it. That yeah. the 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 referee still has to pretend he understands what's going on, and then and then the one two three and then the belt being being you know absconded with and then you just lost the belt what do you do do you, do you, do you roll out real quick and run away or do you roll out and lay there for a bit and wait for the lights to turn off i mean like it's a calculus equation and but it but it matters because people care now uh we've got about an hour and 40 minutes in this interview because i've wanted to do this into two parts but uh uh, Vic, is there anything you want to like, like finish up with before we uh, end this to do the next two-parter? Um, shoot, uh, the time went by so quick. I, I see. I, I, I can't help it, man. I could try to like not ramble, but we, we get on other topics, and you know, um, I, I swear, man, I could like, I could do this all day. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could definitely uh, could uh, wrap this up and and. Uh, and I'm looking this, forward to doing you know another. This part. is money. This is money. We, we've got you from baby to OVE, and then we've got to get into the. OVW. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I did it on purpose. What are you doing? Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> I did it on purpose. Ohio versus oh. everything accidentally. Vic's goat. <laughs> Vic's goat. It's over in uh, Colorado now. It's not in yeah. Nevada. Got your goat. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up, and because right. we're doing because this is money, and uh, anything else you want to add before uh, to uh, for the kids to know before uh, we stop off before uh, you leave, OVW. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would okay, like if 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 anybody's um just getting into into wrestling you know if anybody's uh just starting training or wanting to get into training number one like like if you're in the nevada area um i am gonna plug uh the fsw and you know snake pit um it, it really is like uh and i'm not just saying this because uh because i live here and i i do go down there i'm there like every monday you know putting in my two cents I'm not one of the trainers or anything like that, but I watch for the things that I that I for, you know, the selling or the character of this or that, whatever like that. And I'll I'll pull somebody aside and be like, hey, you know, whatever. Um, they just have like the 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 overall best uh, training, and whether it's here or anywhere, it's like everybody and their mother is starting up a fucking wrestling school. Just make sure that you're going somewhere, you know, reputable. You know what I mean? Don't mm-hmm. don't learn from people that don't know shit. Don't learn from other students. Don't, you know, just um, get the right kind of training and and take your shit serious, man. Like if you really want this, invest in some, you know, real wrestling gear. Look the part. Work out. Tan. You know what I mean? Just, just whatever. I, I you don't have to have a physique like a fucking bodybuilder, but look like an athlete or, or have something. If you are a big fat guy that fucking, you know, be a big fat guy, like, like earthquake, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like, like be, uh, you know, just own your shit. Just be 
like uh, believable, you know, and, and work on it 24 um, seven. And I don't know, I, I think um, just. No, I feel you. I, I feel I feel you loud and clear on that, Vic. I I I really do. It's it's uh, it it's boils down to if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is gonna believe in you. Oh yeah. And right. Take take pride in your shit and like you know um, just um, like it's it's kind of hard to put in the words. Well, it's it's something that you really really want, and it's not just something where like you want to tell people. Or you, you know, to, to put that up on your social media that you're a wrestler. If you're gonna if you're gonna call yourself a wrestler, then be a fucking wrestler. You know, right? And so, uh, I guess that's what, all I got to say to the kiddos. One of my favorite things about you is you always say it's hard to say this, and then you perfectly like expound upon it. Like it's a it's 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 something that is absolutely endearing about you and. One of the reasons why we love having you on the show, uh, we're going to do probably eight or nine of these, but uh, and have you on this at all times. But um, we we got to wrap this up because we've got to we're at almost about two hours right now. And <laughs> it sure. always ends up that way, man. We, we, we got to make sure that we uh, let the let the listeners know uh, the MFers that uh, the mine minefield MFers uh, Colin coined it a couple weeks ago um, <laughs> to 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 come back for some more. And we've got a lot of a uh, good story from you, and we're gonna let them wait. And you guys got anything else to wrap up here? No, man, I'm feeling great about it. I really appreciate everything you got to say to us today, Vic. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I'll tell you what, like, I go back and I look at that uh, Johnny Cash movie of several years ago, and I was always like, okay, cool. We're going to see that whole thing about how he got clean and, you know, how yeah. difficult it was for him to stay that way and, he, you know, falling back into it and then things with his wife and his kids, and then they just cut it off when they got married. And I was like, that's not, that's not it. That's not the end. So, uh, yeah, let's. We'll, we'll, there's no end, man. Your life is still yeah, awesome. Yeah. still going. I want to know how it's there been. Is, uh, we'll go there. there. There's definitely more to come. So if anybody is listening to this and enjoying, you know, what I'm, what I'm talking about, believe me, I could talk for days. And if you have any questions in your mind, I'm sure that if you listen to me uh, long enough, you're going to get the answers. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've had experiences, man, and I'll, and I'll, I'll share them all. I, obviously, you know, uh, whether I'm asked or not, they just spewing out of my mouth. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it again and i just hope that 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 people that are listening to me enjoy it they're getting a lot of information and a lot of uh you know uh questions answered i hope so that we I get some uh, some email from people some feedback if anybody's got any particular questions they want to ask uh vic about anything uh, colin yes, and josh yeah colin and josh at minefields plural not that's not part of the name it's, it's minefields with an s <laughs> comics podcast.com yeah, that, if you've that's got a question email. for vic please uh please please put it in the subject line that you uh you want to hit him up for some info and, then, and uh how do we find you on uh online mother well i was gonna say um with this whole mentorship thing i mean it's kind of geared towards uh um well it definitely i mean it's geared towards people that are uh kind of needing some 
some mentoring or like a tutor, you know? So mm -hmm. if you're just starting out in the business or, or you're in the business and you feel like you're stuck somewhere, I'm just starting this thing out, the, uh, the, the Vic Divine mentorship. And uh, if you email me at Vic Divine one, that's V I C D V I N E the number one mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Um, I, you know, we could, we could do something uh, like, you know, some kind of a, a Skype thing or something like that. Or, uh, you know, like I said, it's all new and, uh, and I just started this thing and really just start, started to gear it towards the, uh, the guys and girls down at the FSW school, because that's where, that's where I am, you know, physically where I am, but, um, I'd like to expand it, you know, um, and do things like over the internet and talk to, to people that are just starting out and, you know, all over the world. And if I could help them out, you know, of course, like, you know, I'm going to say that, uh, this is a business that I'm trying to, uh, to start up. So, you know, of course there's going to be some, some fee to, you know, uh, a mentorship like there always is. Um, but, uh, that's just me taking what I know and what I've learned and what I love and creating a, a way to monetize it. You know, it's not in a crazy, uh, you know, I don't even know what my, my fucking rates are. I just started this out and I did something <laughs> I really want to do because I enjoy it. But, you know, at the same time, I'm providing a service and, you know, whenever you're receiving a service, it's going to, you know, of course you got to pay for it. So, and, and my advice and my, uh, and my mentoring is, is worth a lot more than whatever I'm charging because I'm fucking awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're goddamn right. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, Thanks for uh, thanks for the time today. We will catch up uh, very soon to do part two of many. Uh, guys, uh, this is Dangerous, Colin and Joshua, and Mr. Vic Devine. Over and out. Yeah. All right.